Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to my channel. I'm Denise Salcedo, and what a night in professional wrestling it was here today. I, I have, we have so much to get into for tonight. I'm freaking out. I'm internally freaking out because today's Royal Rumble was so bloody fantastic. We had so many major moments occur on tonight's show that I, I'm freaking out because we have so much to talk about. But first of all, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in, for picking my post show to come in and watch and enjoy. And we're going to break down all the major moments of the show, talk about how we felt, things we liked, things we didn't like, although there was a very few things I didn't like on tonight's show. I think, in fact, all the things I liked, there's more things that I liked that happened on the show than anything I didn't like. Also, I do want to go ahead and let you guys know that if you guys want to go ahead and just like send in super chats or anything like that, if you have a comment, question, or anything you want me to read on the stream, I am more than happy to go ahead and read those. Feel free to send in any super chats. They do really help out the channel. So we're going to go ahead and talk about everything. But before we get started, guys, let me know what your overall thoughts of the show were, how you guys felt about it, what were the most exciting parts to you, biggest markout moments, go ahead and send them in. Also, for those of you who do not know, I did do a Royal Rumble pool. So I will be announcing both the men's and the women's winner from the Royal Rumble pool that we did. And those two people will be going home with $15 Amazon gift cards. So it was kind of fun. First Royal Rumble pool I ever did. But let's go ahead and start reading people's comments in terms of what they really enjoyed. And then we're going to go ahead and... Um, then we're going to go ahead and just kind of like go through everything, guys. So here we go. Uh, we have a comment from Jake Larson who says, Fantastic show. My complaints are such minor nitpicks like Bailey out too soon and Biggie's elimination. Overall, so good. This was probably the best pay-per-view I have seen in quite some time, especially one of the best WWE pay-per-views that I have seen in a very long time. We have a comment from Jordan Booth who says, I've genuinely never ended a WWE pay-per-view feeling this happy. Edge is my all-time favorite. Bianca is bloody fantastic. Both totally deserved winners. So, so, so pleased for the both of them. Guys, when Bianca Belair won, it was one of the most exciting moments that I have ever seen in wrestling history. And I've been watching wrestling for 20 years now, 19, 20 years. And I cannot tell you, I was on the edge of my seat during that I'm going to be posting my live reaction to that match uh, later on on this YouTube channel so I will be posting that up but I cannot tell you guys like I was screaming like so nervous it was just so much guys so much uh, we have a comment from Chris Lemchi who says Christian's return had me in tears I was expecting Christian you know I was expecting him a little earlier in the men's Royal Rumble when Edge was being attacked by like multiple guys I thought that edge i thought that christian was going to come out at that point and then once he didn't come out there i thought maybe he wasn't going to come out anymore but then when he eventually did it was a really nice moment and then that stare off that moment between edge and christian where they kind of just looked at each other and you could like see so many emotions in edge's face it was brilliant we have a comment from Ruben Zuniga who says, I popped off when Bianca won and when Orton RKO'd Edge. Sucks he lost, but happy Edge won. Dude, I'm so happy that Edge won. I thought that was probably the best option out of the last uh, final men that we had there. We have a comment from 
The phenomenal Viper who says, the men's rumble gave me so many options. I would have been happy with so many different options. This was one of them. Yeah, it was one of, I mean, we've talked about this like on literally every podcast that I've been doing. The number one thing that I and my other co-hosts were discussing, what discussing was the fact that this year, it felt like it could really go to anybody to anybody there wasn't anybody that was a clear cut okay this is the person who was definitely winning we have a comment over from uh antonio cordova who says this might be one of my favorite wwe pay-per-views in recent memory and you want to know why tonight's pay-per-view was so good the reason why tonight's pay-per-view was so good was because i felt that wwe really listened to the fans i think that this time they really listened and they didn't try to make things more complicated. It was straight and to the point. This is the plan that we are doing. And, you know, I think that with having that, they didn't they didn't piss people off tonight is what I'm saying. Even if, let's say, your favorite person didn't win the, didn't win the men's or the women's rumble, it almost didn't matter just because the winners and the endings and all of that felt so grand and the moments felt so big that it didn't even matter. Uh, so, yeah, it was great stuff. Um, Lenny says... Four out of five. I'm annoyed about Edge winning. Omas screwed me twice. You're annoyed about Edge winning? I'm actually pretty surprised. I think that Edge winning was a really nice story. Cactuar Cloud says, Bianca winning, Edge winning, and Christian in the ring again. One of the best rumbles ever. And we have a comment from Harriet Velasco who says, when Charlotte got eliminated, it was the most satisfying moment I've ever felt since winning. Guys, I'm a Charlotte Flair fan, but I knew that she wasn't going to be winning this Royal Rumble. I had, I was like, it has to be either Rhea Ripley or Bianca. And my pick was actually Rhea Ripley. That was my pick because I thought that they were really going to go with her. And I didn't expect, I honestly, honest to God, did not expect for Bianca and Rhea Ripley to be the final two women in that match because even though those were the people that people were talking about actually wanting to win and wanting to see, I still didn't think that they were actually going to do it because how many times don't we say, oh, we wish this will happen. We wish this will happen. And then it doesn't happen. Something totally opposite ends up happening. So I actually... um. I actually really enjoyed the fact that we got what we wanted. And we have a comment from Justin Martin who says, Edge and Bianca winning were both great emotional moments for totally different reasons. One is making of a new young superstar. The other is a huge step in a legendary comeback story. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for pointing this out because you are very right. My favorite thing about Royal Rumbles and the Royal Rumble winners is seeing somebody that is is that we know is could be at that next level. Somebody that we know is on the precipice of becoming a big star. We got that with Drew McIntyre last year. We didn't necessarily get it with Charlotte because she was already at the top of her game. And then this year, we got it with Bianca Belair. And if anything, this Bianca Belair win felt bigger than a lot of the other ones. To be, it even probably felt a little bit bigger than Drew McIntyre's win just because I think more people last year expected Drew McIntyre to win. And this year, People wanted Bianca Belair, but I don't necessarily think a lot of people actually expected her to win. I think there's a big difference between wanting someone to win and actually expecting them to win. And holy cow, guys, we got our first super chat. Thank you so much to Peter O'Brien for sending in a super chat. You, my friend, are so awesome. I really appreciate that. Um, seriously. All right. 
So let's go ahead and jump into this, guys. So keep sending your comments throughout each and everything. We're gonna, I'm gonna keep reading them. I'm gonna go through the card from top to bottom and get into the heavy dip, heavy duty details about what actually occurred. But in the meantime, if you guys do want me to read any of your comments, statements, questions, whatever it is, feel free to send in a super chat like my good friend Matthew McCoskey just did. He says, crazy detail, both Rhea and Priest entered at 14. Matthew, my friend, I tweeted that out. So Rhea Ripley, for those of you who do not know, Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest were both my picks to go to win the men and women's Royal Rumble. Those were my picks, all right? And they both came at number 14. And I do have to say that even though Damian Priest didn't make it to the final four, didn't end up winning, I still think he had a great showcase. He got so many good eliminations, including that elimination uh, where he eliminated Kane. And then Rhea Ripley, even though she didn't win the Rumble, she is still a star. And the fact that she was in the final two with Bianca Belair made Bianca Belair winning just that much more impactful. Had it been anybody else in that ring with Bianca, it would have still been a magical moment. But I do think that having Rhea Ripley as a potential person brought Bianca Belair's win to a whole other level. We also have, oh my gosh, I'm getting so many super chats. Yay. Y'all, I'm going to eat now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. All right. Um, Thank you to Ryan Johnson, who also sends one in. He says, did Bianca's feet touch the floor at the end when Rhea and her were hanging off the ropes? Question mark. Or was it just me? Still happy Bianca won though. No, I don't think her feet touched the ropes. I mean, touched the floor, excuse me, because I was, well, I was looking pretty closely, although I was very high on emotions at that moment but i don't think at least from what i saw that she would have that she touched the floor and obviously with all eyeballs that is something that people would have necessarily they would have called it out had she did and we have another super chat from uh chris ludek who says the ending of the last man standing match felt a little anticlimactic dude chris the last man standing match was balls out freaking crazy insane kevin owens has a gosh darn um he has a death wish like that guy is extreme as hell so i don't even care that the ending was a little bit funky you know with paul Heyman not being able to get the handcuffs off of roman reigns whatever i don't even care about that just because i felt that the match itself was brutally exciting and it was one of the matches that i was most looking forward to aside from the men and the women's royal rumble like the roman reigns kevin owens match was the match that i knew okay they are going to take this to another level. And they did. With Roman Reigns, his mastermind work really showed in this match. Like, little things. When he was getting the tank count from the ref and he was handcuffed, he knew he couldn't get out of it. So what did he do? He grabs the ref and hang, bangs, his, bangs him right into the steel. Like, that little thing just kind of took the match for me to another level because it really showcased, like, what a heel Roman Reigns is like he is so desperate to win this match. He is willing to grab the referee and throw him into the stat into the steel, excuse me, to the steel platform. So it was um awesome in that sense. And then just with Kevin Owens going out there and doing these killer spots, like, oh my god, we'll get into that more later. But also, um, okay, woes, guys, I'm losing track here. All right, we're getting um also Wrestle Talk is in here. Uh I lost your common wrestle talk, but I know you're in here. So thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Peter O'Brien says, 
Who is old and who is legend? Goldberg Christian is Naomi back. Uh, okay, so I would definitely consider Goldberg a legend, BTW. I know he gets a lot of flack, but at the end of the day, a lot of the work that he did is still, you know, top notch from the past and all of that. And uh, Christian, freaking awesome. Mark, so hard to have him on here. Naomi is back, and I was so happy to see her. And I'm going to get into more detail about Naomi because I'm going to put Naomi so over on this stream, okay? And I hope I saw everyone's super chat. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I totally got all of your super chats here. All right, I did. Awesome, guys. So keep sending those in. I really appreciate it. They really keep everything going for me. Oh, guess who's in here, everyone? It's my good friend Luke from WrestleTalk. Luke says, hey, Denise, I love this show so much. Luke, thank you so much for coming into my stream, first of all. And yeah, this was a hell of a show. And hopefully we'll talk about it a little bit more when we do our Russell Talk Magazine podcast where Luke and I just have a blast. Um, so yeah, seriously, guys. Uh, we also have another comment that I wanted to read from Dan at ESPN San Antonio. What's up, Dan Selena? Uh, he says, solid Royal Rumble, no throwaway matches. Hell no. There was not one throwaway match. So let's go ahead and do this, guys, because we are railing all over the place. Let's kick it off with the pre-show match, which was the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Charlotte Flair and Asuka versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So this match... um. This was one of the matches that I was least looking forward to. And I don't think many of you guys can blame me on this one just because I wasn't necessarily feeling it on several podcasts. I have said that I'm over the Shayna Baszler, Nia Jags tag team duo. And then with Charlotte Flair and Asuka, I really would have preferred to see Charlotte Flair come back until tonight, until the Royal Rumble, and have us, you know, mark out for when she comes out. Because at the end of the day, you're still going to get that pop, even if you're not a fan of Charlotte Flair's or whatever, even though I'm a fan of Charlotte Flair's. But I would have preferred to have that instead. But either way, this match itself was, I mean, it was, it was a pre-show match. It wasn't anything out of this world. And I just kind of feel... So we did have Shayna and Nia Jax win, but I just really feel that it was pointless to have Charlotte Flair come back to become champions with Asuka. It doesn't really feel like it's leading anywhere. And I, for one, am not a fan of the whole Ric Flair, Lacey Evans storyline. I don't think it's doing much for Lacey Evans. It's not giving her much of credibility. I really think that Lacey Evans, they haven't been doing her justice in the sense that she could be such a likable person in the terms of that she was in the military. She's a mom and all of this. Like they can be doing so much different stuff with Lacey Evans instead of this like, I don't know what, I don't even know what to call the thing she's doing with Ric Flair. I just know that I'm not a fan of it. So the pre-show match, I'm glad it was a pre-show match. I was good without it being on the main card. All right. So now let's get into the main show. All right. So the match that kicked off this night was it was the controversial one, guys, the controversial one, which was Drew McIntyre defending his WWE championship against Goldberg. So, okay, now, I was really nervous for this match heading into it because there were a couple of things that I didn't want to happen. So, 
I didn't want The Miz to come in and cash in. I thought, God, please don't let it happen. I just do not care for it whatsoever. Now, I already knew Drew McIntyre was going to win. I know a lot of people thought that Goldberg was going to win and that WWE was going to pull the whole The Fiend-Goldberg thing again. I didn't think that that was ever going to happen. I was expecting a short and sweet straight to the point match. And I have to say that is exactly what we got here. However, I was nervous because I didn't want there to be like an awful botch in this match. Cause you know, if there was people were going to like hate it completely. Um, so I personally thought that this match was exactly what it needed to be. You had Goldberg come in, he hit his greatest hits, but then you had Drew McIntyre essentially, you know, come out on top and he looked like a million bucks. And even though there are people out there that do not like Goldberg, for Drew McIntyre to have a win over Goldberg, the Goldberg name still means a lot, okay? So to me, for Drew McIntyre to have Goldberg um, as somebody that he has defeated as part of his championship reign, I think is a plus. Now, this match, uh, I know uh, we have a comment from Matthew who's asking how long the match was. So we timed it and it was two minutes and 35 seconds. So obviously the seconds might be off, but that's what I timed it at. Not uh, right from when the bell rang. So right from where the bell actually rang, since you know they started before the bell actually rang. From the bell ring, ringing, it, we timed it at 2 minutes and 35 seconds. And in that 2 minutes and 35 seconds, we saw a whole lot. I mean, we saw... Um, we saw... Goldberg getting in several spears, uh, Goldberg hitting Drew with a jackhammer, Drew McIntyre kicking out, then Drew McIntyre eventually won with the Claymore. So, and then I also love the ending too, guys. I love the ending as well to this because they had this, you know, just like a respectful moment, shake hands, give each other a hug. And I thought that this was great. So I was a fan of this match. Uh, we have a comment from a super chat from Peter O'Brien who says, how are we mad about Goldberg and not mad about 10 shows a year? Edge winning question mark. We get an absent champion either way. Well, I can tell you why, Peter. Uh, people don't hate Edge the way that they hate Goldberg. And that's just the big difference. A lot of the wrestling fan community hates Goldberg and Edge doesn't have that. So I would say that that would be the difference in terms of people who are upset that would probably be the difference. But I know, guys, I'm a fan of Goldberg, all right? And I know I get a lot of flack for it. But at the end of the day, it's wrestling. It's entertainment. We pay your money. We pay our hard-earned money. You can cheer and boo whoever the hell you want, all right? It's sports entertainment, guys. Have a blast with it. Uh, Brandon Charles, thank you so much for sending in another super chat. Brandon says, I did hold my breath during that jackhammer, but the match was fine. You know what? I also think that the fact that so many people were terrified that Goldberg was actually going to win and that WWE is going to pull the plug on him once again, I even think that that kind of worked in terms of people like getting nervous because even though I knew that Goldberg wasn't going to win, there was still a little piece of me that was like, shoot, what if? Like, oh my God. So I can only imagine people that were like, 
God, he better not win. So you kind of pull the passion from either from even people that don't like Goldberg, just kind of fearful that he might win. So I did like the intensity uh, going into this match and the big what if, you know, over our heads and whatnot. So uh, there you go. That was pretty, um, that was a really good thing there. We have another um, comment from Peter O'Brien who says, but the champ is not there, question mark. Peter O'Brien, thank you so much for sending in this super chat. I truly, uh, truly appreciate it. We have a comment from John Elite who says, hey, Denise, I too was nervous, but I still had faith in Drew. Guys, my breathing in this match, I was like, <gasps> I had like 50 heart attacks in this match. Like, no lie. Uh, we have a comment from Roman Tulit who says, Drew and Goldberg match was boring, but it was, <laughs> but it was then I thought, but typical Goldberg. I mean, oh, he was making a joke. All right, Roman Tulit. You know what? You're allowed to have your own opinion on here. So I don't care. Uh, guys, this is the thing about my show. I, I don't care if people have different opinions from me. I like it. I think it's fun, guys. It's wrestling. Let's have a good time. Uh, we have a comment from JJ Bulldog. Thank you so much, JJ, for sending in the super chat. Guys, I want to cry. You guys are sending so many in. Like, I've never felt this special in my life. All right. JJ Bulldog says, even though Goldberg lost, he still might go after Roman Reigns next or Edge probably. But what about the Fiend? Question mark. I thought he was coming. Yeah, we didn't see the Fiend whatsoever here tonight. It, it, I know a lot of people thought that, especially with the rumor coming out that the Royal Rumble was going to, the men's Royal Rumble was going to end in a spooky, frightening way. I think a lot of us thought that it would be the Fiend or he would have some sort of part in this. And he didn't. We didn't see anything of him. So I am very curious as to what they really have planned with the Fiend next. Cause I truly, um, I truly have no idea idea whatsoever um and then anything else here all right let's go in here matthew points out that we have over 300 people in here guys thank you so much for coming into the stream i i like just like if you're in here like even if you're in here for a second i just want to thank you guys so much you have no idea um, how much I appreciate your views on here. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I might as well get that plug in there. All right, guys. So let's continue on. Um, let's move on. So right after the Drew McIntyre Goldberg match, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship match and it was Sasha Banks versus Carmella. And okay, you know what? When did they plan? When did they, when, okay. When did they set this match up? Because I feel like I was asleep or I was zoned out when they announced this match because Friday morning, I did the prediction show and it wasn't up there yet. So I don't even remember if they did it on SmackDown or when clearly my brain was turned off. But I felt like this match was even though there wasn't very many options for Sasha Banks to have. Thank you so much. Uh, so somebody's saying it was on Saturday and some people are saying it was on Friday. Okay, Matthew's confirming that it was on SmackDown. Oof, I slept on that. All right. So what I'm trying to say here is that even though this is the direction that it felt like they were going in with Sasha Banks because they hadn't really built up any sort of feud or opponent for her for Royal Rumble, but even though this match was fine, I didn't I didn't think this match was anything special. I actually thought that their TLC match was a lot better, but it wasn't bad. I thought it was perfectly fine. They kept up a really nice momentum throughout this entire match. I love I actually enjoy whenever Reginald 
Carmela Samalier takes, uh, whenever he has any sort of interaction with Sasha Banks, they tend to have a really good chemistry between them. So I did like that aspect of it. There was a scary moment when Carmela did a dive onto Sasha Banks during this match. And Sasha Banks was like not in the right spot whatsoever. And Carmela just kind of like went right through her. And it, like she was probably like, her head was like somewhere around here. And then like Sasha Banks was where I'm at. So poor Carmela, like she broke her own fall there with like whatever hand movement she can get in there. But that was um that was not a great spot for Carmela. But in the end, we had uh Carmela tapping out to the bank statement. I thought this was an okay match. I didn't think that it had the hype that you would need for a SmackDown Women's Championship match on a card like the Royal Rumble. But again, it wasn't anything bad. It was perfectly, uh, perfectly fine. But I think if I had to choose my least favorite match of the night in the main card, it would probably be this match just because it was it was just there. But really nothing to take away from it. I do want to say one more thing, though. I do need to give credit where credit is due. And I need to give credit over to Carmella because Carmella has really been coming out and just She's been proving herself. She's been proving that she earned her spot. And I think that Carmella has been doing a great job in this new role. And I do like what she has been doing with Sasha Banks. Uh, we have another super chat over from Keegan Knudsen, who says, do you think the nightmare scenario was Rhea Ripley winning because of her nickname? I don't necessarily think so, but a great, um, great catch on that, though. Great catch on all of that. And uh, alrighty, we have a comment from Matthew McFadden who says, I enjoyed the match a lot, but their match at TLC was a banger. I agree. Uh, he goes on to say, so it's hard to live up to it. Both Carmella and Liv Morgan have improved leaps and bounds over the last year. Dude, Liv Morgan, I think that she just needs to be given the right opportunity. I think the only thing that's missing right now with Liv Morgan, and this is not her fault whatsoever, is just confidence because she hasn't necessarily been given the proper opportunities to really showcase what she can do. She's sort of been tumbling back and forth. But Liv Morgan, if, if they use her right, she is a star right there. Honestly, a big, big time star. And we have a comment over from, um, let's see, from, uh, we have a comment from Vito who says, Edge versus McIntyre at WrestleMania for the title, Edge is never lose. Uh, if it is Edge versus Drew McIntyre, I still would like to see Drew McIntyre win on that one for me, honestly. And Riley Sharp says, Carmella has definitely improved. I do agree with that as well. All right, guys, uh, let's continue on. So after this, after the SmackDown Women's Championship match, we had the New Day segment, and this was great, guys. So first of all, uh, we oh, hold on, we got a super chat. Thank you so much to Joe Nero West. Uh, Joe Nero says, I love the possibilities that the Rumble set up. Bianca versus Sasha, question mark. Maybe a triple threat with Bailey, question mark. Or even Bianca versus Asuka. I would love any of those. Plus, we could get Edge versus Drew or Edge versus Roman. What do you think, Denise? So I would honestly say that out of all of these options for the women, I would love to see Bianca versus Sasha. I think that's been the match that everybody has wanted, that everybody has sort of, you know, dream booked or fantasized about in their head. So I really do think that the right call would be to go with Bianca versus Sasha. And then uh, in terms for the men, I would prefer, 
Um, I would prefer, oh, let me think, let me think, let me think here. See, Edge versus Drew would be fantastic because I think Edge would be an awesome opponent for Drew and just to continue Drew as champion and just keep furthering him and elevating him as a champion, a feud with Edge would be fantastic. But it would also make a little bit more sense to have that feud with Roman Reigns just because Roman is like the ultimate He's he's the ultimate heel right now. And Edge has had such a good feel-good story that you can't help but to root for a guy like Edge. So I think that they definitely have possibilities. And again, like Joe Nero just mentioned, that is a nice thing about uh, the Royal Rumble is having those possibilities. And we have a comment from Matthew that I want to read because he says, I'm a big fan of Damian Priest, so seeing him get a great showing in the main event was so good to see. He was my pick, guys. I knew he wasn't going to win, but I was like, screw it. That's my pick. I like to pick for people that I like would really, really genuinely like to see um, win. All right, guys. So let's continue on. All right. We were talking about the New Day segment, and I love this. It was hilarious. It was it was really nice. So basically... We had Kofi Kingston come back in this. Sami Zayn is going off about there being a conspiracy theory and how, how the New Day is going to get this great number and he's going to get a horrible number because of this conspiracy theory. And he says he has eyes in back of his head. And then out of nowhere, Kofi Kingston comes out and spooks the hell out of him. I loved this spot. I thought that was so, so funny. And just everything that Sami Zayn has been doing just really, really works. Like, he's a very likable person is what I'm trying to get out here and uh, they were the new day I should point out too is that they were all uh, paying tribute to Brody Lee they all had him you know his face on their gear and it was just a really nice touch and I'm really happy that they did that um, so that was a really just an, a nice extra thing that they did there. So I did want to go ahead and point that out as well. Uh, we have a comment from A Shock who says, did you listen to the AEW podcast with Amanda Huber? So I didn't listen to it. However, I know everything that was said because I read it on The Observer. I read everything. Uh, Dave basically gave like a really nice uh, rundown of everything that was talked about in the podcast. And then afterwards, I listened to it again on Wrestling Observer Radio when he talked about it a little bit more. So that's basically but I didn't listen to the actual podcast, but I know everything that was said and like the topics and based on what I've heard and what I've read, Amanda provided a lot of uh, detail, a lot of information, a very in depth timeline. And I think that yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have to say. I have to say that I just respect the way that Amanda has handled all of this, you know, losing someone you love and then having it be in the public eye is not an easy thing whatsoever. Not only that, losing someone you love, losing the father of your children, and then having it be all in public, like, I can't even imagine what that would be like. So I've got nothing, nothing but the utter and most respect for Amanda on that one. I, I can't, I don't, I don't even want to imagine like, everything she's been through I, I don't even want to so um so yeah um alrighty guys so after this we had okay we had the bad bunny performance afterwards I don't know how many bad bunny fans we have on here so 
I'm not uh, necessarily completely familiar with Bad Bunny in terms of his music. However, I do know that this was a great get for WWE because Bad Bunny is, he's pretty known. Like, even though I'm not necessarily a fan of his music, it did I still know who he is, guys. Like, I'm a, fully aware of Bad Bunny and his accomplishments. So I did think that this was a really great get for them in terms of a performance. Um, but I kind of used this. I was really I wasn't really for me so I was kind of using this as like a moment to like catch up on Twitter and see what people on Twitter were saying there you know uh all righty let's see let's go ahead and uh continue on oh we have a comment from Nathan who says uh that but bad bunny is uh, I was gonna say bugs bunny for a second oh god how embarrassing uh Nathan Vela says he's huge in the Hispanic world I'm sure he is yeah I'm really sure he is but um it was a good get for them all righty guys uh, let's continue on. Oh my God. It is now time to talk about the women's Royal Rumble match. So holy damn, this match was very, very hard to keep track up, keep notes up, etc. because so much happened in this match. We have so much to get into. And this match, I think was um, this, I don't know if this is going to be a controversial opinion. I don't know. But even though it was a little bit clustery, hmm, I have to say that it was the most entertaining rumble of the night. I have to pick that the women's rumble was my favorite. It was my favorite because it had a lot of aspects of things that I like in a rumble. A lot of really great surprises. A lot of really good spots. Uh, a very nice story in terms of like overall as a whole. And I just think that the final four, final three, final two, all of that was so well put together. And it really brought out so much emotion out of me as a fan where I was genuinely marking like I was 10 years old. I was so, so into what I was seeing that this for me was it this made the entire show and i didn't think that the show would get better after this and it really did but i do have to say that the women's royal rumble for me it did it guys it got me in all the right spots and we do have some comments because uh, i want to read some of your guys's comments here uh matthew says billy k should be money in the bank winner and peter o'brien says billy k was awesome bye felicia says this women's royal rumble was uh, incredible um they're like basically all your comments i wanted to read those because i really did think that there was a lot of good stuff that they did in this match and i also want to point out like the stars of this royal rumble and i need to give credit where credit is due i genuinely think that the stars of this rumble were naomi bianca belair obviously that goes without saying naomi bianca belair Billy Kay did so much and gave so much in this rumble. She was so entertaining. And um, Rhea Ripley, obviously. I really think that those four women, and I hope I'm not missing anyone that I wanted to bring up. No, I don't think so. Those four women, to me, were the stars of this rumble. They did so much good stuff. That's where you got to give the credit. So we kicked it off. The first entrant was Bailey. 
Uh, she was eventually eliminated by Bianca, which is a really good elimination. However, they missed it though. The camera shot actually missed when Bianca when Bianca eliminated Bailey. So it wasn't until they showed the replay of this that we really got to see it. And then um, number two was Naomi, and I was really happy to have her in this because she's back and she was just like awesome. Then number three was Bianca Belair. And this was when this match really kicked off because you had Bianca Belair and Naomi doing these incredible athletic things. Some of their best moments included when Naomi and Bianca were doing like those cartwheels together. Um, they had a moment later on in the match where Naomi was eliminated, but her feet didn't actually touch the floor. So instead, you she used Bianca Belair's ponytail to essentially get herself back into the actual ring. And I thought that was so creative and so fun. Uh, it was something that I necessarily wouldn't have been able to come up myself. So the fact that they did this, I thought was pretty darn cool. Um, alrighty. And we have other people who are saying that Tony Storm was awesome. Shinzo says he feels bad for Alexa Bliss. I don't think so. I think Alexa Bliss was perfectly fine in all of this. Sammy says, I said all along I wanted Rhea or Bianca to win, but when it came down to the two, I was so rooting for Rhea. I, 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 Rhea was my pick. So I think part of me was also really rooting for Rhea just because she was my official pick. So like in her winning, I was going to win too because she was my pick, you know? Um, but I'm just, but I am very happy that Bianca won. Um, okay, so let's continue on. Let's talk a little bit more about the actual details of this match. Billy Kay, Billy Kay, she was so, so funny in this. I was legitimately bummed out when she got eliminated because I was like, no, she was so fun. Just her interacting with all of the other girls, you know, especially because they have such different personalities. She did so much. Just her coming out with her resume, going to the commentary table, getting a ball thrown at her from Shotzi Blackheart, her walking to Shayna Baszler, like all rough and stuff. Um, that was really cool. She had a lot of great moments. Uh, there was a really good spot in this. So she she had a little mini reunion with Peyton Royce, the Iconics, and uh, so they're doing their thing, right? And instead of, you know, finishing off and doing their, you know, their Iconics thing, Ruby Riot looks at her and kind of gives her a glare and Bianca and then Billy's kind of like, oh, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm not going to finish because, you know, she's now friends or she's now part of, you know, the Riot Squad or whatever. I was so upset when they eliminated her. When the Riot Squad eliminated Bill, when they eliminated Billy, I was not a fan of that. I was so, so upset. I didn't like it whatsoever. Uh, Matthew says, Billy Kay is genuinely one of the funniest people around, not just in wrestling. Comedic timing is elite. Aaron Cave says, when Billy sold getting punched, but, but the punch was at the resume, that got me Really, really good stuff there, guys. A Shock points out Billy and Jilly. Yes, because she officially got into the actual match when Jillian Hall came out, which, by the way, I was not expecting Jillian Hall whatsoever. I don't even remember the last time we saw her. So that was kind of funny, too. Um, so, yeah, we'll kind of go on there in that sense. All righty, guys. Uh, let's talk about some more good moments. By the way, if I'm missing any moment or any person that you want to specifically talk about in this women's rumble, send in your comments, send in your super chats, and I will try to get to them because a lot happened in this match. So I'm probably not going to go through every 
every single detail. I'm just kind of going through the ones that I thought were uh, probably the most memorable or just the ones that I wanted to uh, talk about there. And another surprise that we did have at number 10 was Victoria. Uh, that was fun to see. Like I said, we saw Peyton Royce and Billy Kay do a mini reunion there. Um, okay, so number 14 was Rhea Ripley, guys. Rhea Ripley, I seriously thought, holy ding, she's probably going to win. She got so many good eliminations, some of which included uh, Tony Storm, Santana Garrett, Mandy Rose, Dakota Kai. I thought that the interaction with her and Dakota Kai was pretty hilarious, considering that the last time that they saw each other on NXT, uh, Rhea Ripley had put Dakota Kai and locked her inside of a locker, so that was kind of funny. Uh, and then she Rhea Ripley eliminated Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke in like a really crazy way. She just like power bombed her, but she landed like really nasty uh, on the outside of the ring. That was pretty cool. And uh, let's see, we have a comment from we have several comments. Danny says that he popped for Rhea. David Padilla says, I just want Blake. I just want Bailey claiming that she was never eliminated from the match because her elimination wasn't caught on camera. But David, it was caught on replay, though. So I think that she probably can't argue that that much. Oh, thank you so much to Zoe Wood, who brings out what about our truth? So they had R-Truth coming out. He came out um, right after Alicia Fox did. So Alicia Fox came out at number 21. And then R-Truth came out. And basically, he's like saying like, oh, it's the wrong rumble. You're in the wrong rumble. But then this ended up turning into a 24-7 segment. And Alicia Fox ends up pinning R-Truth to become 24-7 champion. But then Alicia Fox gets eliminated. She gets eliminated by... Mandy, Mandy eliminates Alicia Fox. And then after that, uh, our truth is waiting for Alicia Fox and pins her to get back his 24-7 title. So even though uh, I didn't mind this 24-7 run in this whole thing with our truth, I actually thought it was sort of uh, it was sort of funny. I thought it was a nice little extra run in, even though there fe it felt like there was so much going on in the women's rumble. I wouldn't necessarily say that I hated the whole Archer of 24-7 thing. However, the Phenomenal Viper says, the 24-7 stuff in the women's rumble I thought was pretty funny. Out of stupidity, the other was, was terrible. Oh, Phenomenal Viper, we will talk about that. We will talk about that. Uh, Danny says, I was so scared when R-Truth came out. I was like, oh, no, no, don't ruin this for the girls, fellow men. Yeah, you know what? Had it been anybody else, I would have thought that they could have ruined it. But because it was R-Truth and he's really funny and just genuinely likable, I didn't think that they would do it like that. He's really funny, so I figured it was actually going to go ahead and work. Uh, Justin Martin says, I just thought it was hilarious when Bailey shaved Cole into her hair and then top and then Tom Phillips ends up calling the match. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, honestly. Uh, let's see, let's see. Roman Tulit says, the women's rumble was easily the best match on the card. Bianca was the right woman to win. I was also glad to see all these women shine and Sasha, Sasha, Sasha is still champ. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys. So, oh my God. Danger Russ says, yeah, it wasn't Santino. Dude, I was like, Santina Morella better not come out and take a spot in the women's match. I am so, so over that. It was maybe funny the first time, but after like however many times they did it, I was like, 
done. I did not want to see that anymore. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy that we didn't do it. Frankie and Ponce is making fun of the way I said Sasha. Guys, when you talk so much, eventually you're going to mess up a couple of words. Happen just to mess up Sasha and call her Sacha. God, that was terrible. All right, moving on, guys. So, all right, where were we at? Because I want to talk about some more moments that happened in this Women's Rumble. And all right, T, let's think, let's think, let's hear. Okay, Reginald did help Carmella out at one point. Uh, Tamina came out. She went at it with Rhea Ripley. I wasn't really feeling this. Lana came out. Guys, Lana eliminated Nia Jax. So we finally had some, uh, we finally had a payoff to all the times that Nia Jax put poor Lana through a table. And then Lana was click. Uh, quickly eliminated after that Nia Jax came out at number 29 that punch she had a punching exchange with Shayna which was god awful it was terrible it was the, the worst punches I've ever seen in my life this was not good I was not a fan of that um and then number 30 was Natalia and that was kind of it in that sense of who came out but the final four guys this is really when man the rumble just went from like funny and entertaining to Holy moly, something major is going to happen here. Now, what the hell is that major thing going to happen? Because the final four with Natty, Rhea Ripley, Bianca, and Charlotte, okay? Then, final three, Rhea Ripley, Bianca, and Charlotte. And I'm thinking, holy shoot. Once I saw that they were the final three, I knew for a fact that Charlotte wasn't going to be winning, okay? I knew she wasn't going to be winning, and I thought... Oh my God, it's either going to be Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair. And I thought I never expected for those two women to be the final two. All right. Obviously, that's something I wanted, but I didn't expect it to actually happen. So when it was Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, there were so many close calls. And I honestly, I was rooting more, I think, for Rhea Ripley, but I still wanted to see Bianca win. Like, I was really happy for whoever was going to win this match. And when Bianca did win, I, like, popped so hard. I don't think I've popped so hard for, like, anything in, like, a really, really long time. I think the last time I popped for something that hard was probably when Brock Lesnar um, ended The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. That's the last time that I can genuinely think of a moment where I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that's how this moment felt to me. It felt really grand. And then afterwards with Bianca doing her, post, her post-match promo, the girl is crying. That was the most genuine thing that I have ever seen. And it was just... I don't know what to say, guys. It was a good moment. It was a feel-good, star-making, classic moment. One of my favorites, maybe my most favorite ending to a Royal Rumble ever. Like, I have to say that that might actually be my favorite Royal Rumble ever in terms of, like, the finish. The ending, I really think that was one of my most favorite. I can't think of another one that really riled me up like this. And I'm going to post my reaction later on because I thought my reaction was kind of funny. I look really ugly in the video, but it doesn't matter. I was still really excited about it. All right. Uh, Edgar Dominguez says, damn, WWE actually did push the next generation. That's what I mean, guys. Like, even though so many of us wanted Bianca to win or Rhea Ripley, I don't think many of us actually expected that it would happen. 
Uh, let's see. Izzy Akhtar says, for someone who trains at the Heart Dungeon, I've never seen someone wrestle as slow as Natalia. If she wasn't a heart, she would ha- not have been working for WWE for 10 plus years. I actually think Natalia is great. So uh, I don't I don't have anything bad to say about Natalia whatsoever. And then uh, let's see. Let's see. We have a comment from by Felicia who says, I'm wondering they're, if they're doing a battle royal for the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania. If I'm booking the match, I would book Naomi to win. Naomi, she, she... I wasn't expecting her to win or anything like that, but she really showed a lot. And it's not even like she hasn't been showing a lot because she has. But this one, I think she was really up there. And I think that her and Bianca Belair would be a phenomenal feud. And I would love to see that, like give them like a legit good story. And I think so many people would be hella into that, honestly. Uh, Matthew says, wait, you finally recorded yourself on a cool moment. I did. I wasn't going to record myself because it can be kind of distraction. Guys, I'm not I know a lot of people do watch alongs. I'm not really that much of a fan of watch alongs. I kind of find it very distracting. I rather do my notes, do my little Twitter, my little tweets and then do a post show afterwards because I noticed that. I don't pay attention as much to what's happening on the screen when I'm doing a watch along. So this time it was different. I literally just like held up my phone and just kind of recorded myself. But I was holding my phone for like three minutes and my hands were sweating like crazy because I didn't know what was going to happen. I was really nervous. I was anxious, but I ended up recording myself for that one. So uh, I'll post that up probably in a couple of hours up on this channel eventually. And by Felicia, I also post out Naomi versus Bianca equals gold. Hells yes guys hells yes all right guys um so overall good stuff uh before we move on to the next match i do want to remind you guys all if you haven't yet make sure to hit me up on twitter or on instagram at underscore denise salcedo if you're just discovering me on this youtube channel please go ahead and follow me also if this is your first time on the stream or in any of my streams please make sure to subscribe um and we always have a really good time i do all the pay-per-view post shows here on this channel and then each and every single wednesday night over on the f4w online youtube channel i host my own show called speak now pro wrestling where i cover both aew and nxt and it's similar to this pay-per-view show where i recap the show but i also really much where i also engage with all of the viewers and it's just really really fun so i appreciate it all Let's continue on. All right. So after this, we had Peter Rosenberg win the 24-7 title. Guys, look, if I wasn't on such a high from Bianca Belair winning that Royal Rumble, I would have came on here and been like, that was awful. I'm so mad. It was awful. I will tell you that much. It was awful. I'm not completely mad about it just because I was so into the moment with Bianca Belair that I was like on cloud nine. And I kind of ignored it when the Peter Rosenberg thing happened. I was so busy tweeting. I was like, I don't even care. I wasn't even paying attention that much to that segment. But either way, from what I saw, it was not good. It was really not good. Um, So, yeah, that was not good. And uh, Jake Larson wants to know, did you see the Becky troll during the Women's Rumble? I saw it. I retweeted it. Yes, it was not. Uh, I, I just she yeah, she did a good job at teasing it. She really did, which in hindsight, if she really was going to come out, I don't think she would have actually tweeted it. So there you go. Uh, Danger Russ actually says the Rosenberg moment was awesome. What? What? It was terrible. It was really, really terrible. Uh, Rory, too, says Peter Rosenberg trashed this. It was not good. Um, All right, guys, let's move on.
So after this, <clears throat> get ready because I am going to put over this next match so much because it was freaking awesome. And it was Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. And this is the match that aside from the men's and the women's rumble that I knew was going to be the match of the night. And it did not disappoint. We had a savage heel Roman Reigns uh, willing to risk it all crazy person kevin owens because he was hella crazy in this match they got started off right off the bat obviously there was a long break until we got to this match but they ended up making their way from the ring over to where all the the, the screens are at where all the people are at watching and the first major spot that we saw was when roman threw kevin owens from the second tier area all the way down to the to to the platform on the bottom this was a pretty far drop i don't know how much feet was how much feet that was because i don't think commentary mentioned it i think i was waiting for them to mention how many feet that drop was but they didn't necessarily mention it so i don't know but based on the camera angle it looked like a pretty long drop to me so you probably thought all right kevin owens is done he's dead that's it no, they went and did home so much more than that. Afterwards, they uh they went to the back and out of nowhere, I'm not kidding you when I say out of nowhere, Roman Reigns comes in a golf cart and he just runs the hell out of Kevin Owens. And it was such an awesome spot the camera because you didn't see you didn't see the golf cart coming until you saw it the timing the spot it was fantastic this was really good and you couldn't help but to just i feel like everybody watching this everybody had the same reaction like oh shit like what the hell this happens blah 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 uh, that was the reaction from this spot uh we have a comment that i want to read from ray who says I was totally glued to this universal title match. Tons of violence. Great storyline in psychology. KO was willing to put his body on the line. Love the swanton off the forklift spot. Holy damn, Ray. Holy damn. We haven't even got into that part. So after the golf cart thing where you think, all right, Kevin Owens is dead officially. Nah, he comes back. Kevin Owens raises the forklift i don't know how high but he raises it up he gets on the platform on the freaking platform and he does a swanton bomb onto roman reigns and that was sick guys it was sick i was so nervous i was so nervous watching this i was i was scared i was like god please don't let this go wrong please don't let this go wrong oh my god oh my god uh that's how i felt during this and then after that we saw <clears throat> We saw Roman spear Kevin Owens through the LED boards. Uh, and the ending of the match was basically KO handcuffing Roman to the light post. And the ref starts counting. Roman realizes that he's not going to get out of it. So he grabs the referee, runs him into the to the post, the steel post. Uh, Paul Heyman eventually comes out and he can't. Poor guy. He could not, for the life of him, get Roman Reigns un 
unhooked, untethered, whatever, de-handcuffed from the handcuffs. Like he took a long time. Like you can tell he couldn't really get like the right angle to like fit his hands in there and do whatever you need to do to get the key out. That was a that was kind of like that was probably like the moment that all right, we know that something's not going as planned. So I think the referee even stopped counting at that point. But in the end, he ended up getting him out of there. Um, Roman Reigns choked out Kevin Owens, and that was basically the finish of this match. This was great, guys. I think that everything that Kevin Owens did in this match, every, the way Kevin, the way Roman Reigns used his savageness, all of it was fantastic, guys. I was a big fan of this. Loved this match. It was awesome. I can't say anything more. Brandon says, I thought that... That was Kevin Owens' stunt double on the forklift spot. Dude, no. Kevin Owens just, he has like some sort of death wish. I don't really know. But I think it's awesome. I think that whenever there's guys that are willing to put their body on the line like that, like a Shane McMahon, like a Mick Foley, you know, somebody like that, like that's just incredible. Jeff Hardy, people like that's not something that's just anybody can do, you know? I think it's badass. Aaron Kime says, I love the spot where the referee was on the nine count and then Roman takes out the referee. It was so awesome. I genuinely thought KO was going to win. Yeah, it was perfect. It was the perfect heel move, honestly. It really was. Justin Martin says, I was just wondering when, what Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara thought about that golf cart spot. <sighs> I have to say that I liked this one a whole lot more, guys, but I am curious as to what they thought. Uh, our rig says, golf cart spot was good, but felt like they were ripping off AEW with it. Guys, I feel like I feel like at some point the 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 comparisons need to stop because I think you guys do it on both ends of the, you know, both ends with AEW and WWE. At the end of the day, this spot was freaking awesome. Uh, AEW doesn't own golf carts, the golf cart spots, whatever. I thought this was fantastic. I loved I loved when AEW did the stadium stampede and I also and they did the golf cart spot and all of that. I loved it. It was my actually one of my I listed it as one of my top five favorite matches of the year, even though it was a cinematic match. I still had to include it because it was goddamn entertaining. But for me, this golf spot golf this golf cart spot hit a lot hit a lot better, I think, for me. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> Danger Russ says I thought it was Matt Hardy in the golf cart. <laughs> Dude, because he came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Uh, Stephen Butler says WWE did a poor job covering a pop for Paul Heyman having a hard time removing the handcuffs and Roman could have gotten to his feet anytime too. I think he did get, I don't know if he got to both, but he did. I think he was on one knee actually. Who knows guys? Uh, who knows on that one, but yeah, they probably could have, I think it was probably, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't know where to point the camera at. I don't know guys, but it was a moment where everybody knew that Paul Heyman was struggling there. Honestly, and uh, let's see, we have a comment from Chris Ballas who says, Denise, last time I had the WWE Network was last mania. I renewed my subscription to watch the Rumble. This is my favorite Rumble pay-per-view four out of four show. Wow, Chris, that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that you came back. I've always wondered about like people's viewing habits. So it's really good to know this type of stuff. We have a comment from Danny who says, it was so hard for me to get too invested because I was burned out from the Women's Rumble. I invested a lot of energy popping from the Legends and Bianca, basically everyone in the Women's Rumble. So Danny, I kind of felt the same way that you did. So like the first maybe 
two or three minutes from the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns match, I was kind of a little bit de-energized as well from the women's rumble because I did feel like a lot of energy was taken out of me. But once they went to the backstage area, that's when I was like, all right, like this is going to go down. Like some crazy stuff is going to go down. So I need to pay attention. But it, like when they were fighting amongst like the, the screens, I don't think that my, I don't think I was as energetic at that point. So I do feel you in that sense, but it ended up working just fine. Brandon, thank you so much to Brandon for sending in another super chat. Guys, you're so awesome. Um, Brandon says, Vince McMahon will pay to own the rights for golf carts. I don't know, man, because Tony Khan got some money, too. <laughs> I think they can both or I think Tony Khan could also very much afford to get uh, own the rights to golf carts if anyone can own the, the, the rights to golf carts. Uh, OK, and let's see anything else here, guys. All right. Uh, we have a comment from Frank who says, I popped a nut during that. Oh, no. Oh, Frank, come on. I almost read that. I thought you were going to say something totally else. I was like, oh, he popped for something in the women's rumble. Frank, that's disgusting. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, I really need to start screening these comments, guys, but it's kind of hard. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, one second. All righty. And uh, let's see. We have a comment from... <laughs> a shock who says our truth just as Elmer Fudd. Did he really? I didn't notice that actually. I really, really didn't notice that. Really didn't notice that. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on here. So after this match, which was great, damn guys, holy moly. So at this point during the show, I was like, we already saw this like classic WWE moment in history with Bianca Belair winning. We had this great spot fest with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. And I'm thinking this show has been fantastic. Nothing has gone wrong. Nada. And we still have a whole men's rumble to go. And now I'm thinking we still have the men's rumble to get into, guys. That is how much stuff there was to talk about on tonight's show. Before we get there, I want to thank some, I want to thank Sean Ciarani for sending in a super chat. He says, Kenny Omega tweeted in quotations, guys, I know they did it well, so props to all involved. And I agree. Rest. Oh, okay. Wrestling is the hardest art form in the world, and fans just relax a bit and just enjoy the shows. I didn't see Kenny Omega's tweet because I was on the show. So I don't know exactly when he tweeted this out. But thank you so much, Sean, to sharing uh, for sharing this tweet that he put. And uh, yeah, guys, like wrestling, like I feel like sometimes people get like super crazy about things that just don't matter. Like I watch both AEW and WWE and plenty of other promotions. And I just feel like, yeah, like just enjoy it. Like it's like I'm not going to hate something just because like, Let's say I'm just an AEW fan. I'm not going to hate something WWE does because, you know, oh, it wasn't AEW. And vice versa, if I'm a WWE fan, I'm not going to be hating on something AEW did just because, oh, WWE didn't do it. Like, I, I can't live like that, guys. I got it. If something's good, something is good. And it doesn't matter what promotion it is. If something sucked, it sucked. And it didn't matter what promotion it was in. So, uh, Sean, I so, so much appreciate uh, your super chat. You are awesome. And uh, Joshua S. has a comment. He says, 
He preferred the women's rumble because of Bianca and Billy Kay, hoping Daniel Bryan wins the Elimination Chamber. So I said this at the top of the stream. I did prefer the women's rumble over the men's women the, over the men's rumble, even though the men the men's was a lot of a was more of a clean match, and the women's did have a lot of little mistakes here and there. Um, I did think the women's was more entertaining, and I I did just got a different reaction out of me, guys. They really, really did. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's get into the men's rumble. So I okay, so there was a little bit of controversy ahead to the men's rumble in terms of WWE backstage announcing the number one entrant, which was Edge, and the number two entrant, which is Randy Orton. Um, I didn't really, I think in the beginning, I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, I prefer not to know who the entrants are. But then when this match started, I found myself not paying attention when Edge and Randy Orton came out. I think I was more waiting till the number three spot. And I think the reason why I wasn't paying attention right at the beginning was because I already knew they were going to come out. So even though I didn't think it was going to affect me, knowing the first and second entrant, it ended up affecting me where I kind of just like, eh, okay, Edge and Randy Orton are first. All right, cool, whatever. That's kind of how I felt. But once everybody else started coming out, I was like, glued i was like all right who's gonna come out next so there you go on that i kind of wanted to go ahead and mention that i did think it's funny too that randy orton came out and he no longer has any of his burns guys not one do you remember that that problem that he cut on raw his whole face was red he had the i don't even know what he had on his face I mean, it was not good, but he came out and he's like crystal clean, uh, picture perfection now. Sami Zayn came out at number three, and I thought this was hilarious because especially prior to that, when he had that whole backstage segment with the New Day, uh, so this definitely fit right into that. Uh, we have a super chat from Peter O'Brien who says, part-timer being the main event sucks, yeah. Years of proof. I'm so mad. Oh, so Peter, you're not happy about Edge winning. Is that is that what you're getting at here? All right. You might want to clarify that one just a little bit more. But thank you so much for sending in the super chat. You know, I'm actually pretty surprised. I've been seeing quite a few people that were sort of upset about Edge winning. Uh, I've had a couple of people here in the chat that were a little bit upset. All right. And then... Uh, <laughs> Fat Laces P. Cola says, if you think about it, vipers shed their skin pretty quickly. Jesus, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, Aaron Kime says, I love when Mustafa and Sammy and I forgot who the other person was said that they are trying to take our spot and went straight after Edge. Yeah, that was a pretty good spot. I actually thought that was when Christian was going to come out to like help help out Edge, and then he did it. But Ray Santiago says, I love the nostalgia surprise entrance like Carlito, Hurricane, and especially Christian. And the fact that he made it like all the way towards the end too, that was pretty cool. Carlito, I'm glad that he came out at the Royal Rumble because I know that he was scheduled to appear for Raw Legends Night, and he didn't because apparently he didn't want to travel for like a quick, like, you know, backstage appearance and i agree with that like i'm so much happier that he came out uh till the royal rumble hurricane oh i like the fact that when hurricane came out uh let me see what number did hurricane come out at guys hurricane was number let me see here let me see here oh, he was number 23 so i like the fact that they tried to recreate that spot where he tried to choke slam uh stone cold and triple h 
but they tried to do this spot with Lashley and Big E. I was happy that they tried to recreate the spot, but it wasn't anywhere near as funny as it was the first time. So part of me was like, uh, I like that they liked that they tried to recreate it, but it was one of those things that you can't really actually recreate that. Lila Scott says, I wasn't really happy when Edge won. He didn't need the win. Daniel could have won or Cesaro could have won. Yeah, see, for me, I wasn't completely passionate. And I'll get this, I'll get into this a little bit more, but there was there were I wasn't completely passionate about my options of who was winning. Cause I think I would have preferred as much as I did like Edge winning. And when it came down to it, once you know, certain men started being eliminated. I was like, okay, I prefer Edge out of these options. But in terms of a whole, I would have preferred maybe somebody else, again, somebody that's, you know, an up and comer or trying to get to that next level. But then at the same time, we had that with Bianca Belair. So I can't really complain too much, honestly. All right. So let's see what else we had here. Uh, we had appearances from, we had appearances from, okay. Damien Priest was number 14 and he was my pick for this rumble. And he had a lot of really good eliminations. He eliminated Elias, Miz and Morrison. Uh, he eliminated Kane, which was a really good elimination for him. Kane came in at number 18 guy with the most eliminations. They had a, he had a good spot with Daniel Bryan, former team, Hal, no member, uh, they hug and then, Kane choke slams him. So that was another good spot here. Uh, we did have a spot where Miz, when he came out, he ended up trashing Bad Bunny's DJ set. So Bad Bunny ended up coming out and getting pissed and trying to get a revenge on him. And he ended up doing a cross body splash. So that was pretty funny. Uh, he did a pretty good job, guys. I'm not going to say, I thought Bad Bunny did a pretty good, uh, he had a pretty good moment here considering that, you know, usually celebrity moments don't always work out that well. But he's an actual fan. And when a celebrity is a fan, it, things, it just looks a lot better. So this was good. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We had Dominic Mysterio come out at number 21. And he ended up eliminating Corbin, which was also a little, uh, little bit unexpected there. And then Bobby Lashley was the guy who ended up eliminating Daniel. I mean, sorry, elim eliminated da Damian Priest. I wasn't. Oh, I was so I was so irritated because Priest was my pick. So I was kind of bumped when he got out there. And let's see. Number 24. This is the one that people were very excited about. And it was Christian coming out. And again, they had a really nice reunion, Edge and Christian. That was a really good moment. And then they're having their little you know, reunited moment. And Matt Riddle tries to get involved and tries to be like bros with them. And then they totally turn on him. That was a really, really fun spot there. Uh, number 25 was AJ Styles. And honestly, at this point, I wanted AJ Styles to win. Like out of all the people, I was like, you know what? I want AJ to win. He seems like the person that I would want to win right after this. Uh, AJ came in and went right after Christian and Edge. Uh, Omaz ended up being like, he ended up eliminating quite a few people. He eliminated Big E, which was kind of surprising. He literally just reached over for him and pulled him out. He also eliminated Rey Mysterio as Rey Mysterio was trying to get the 619 on AJ Styles. I was so pissed when he eliminated Rey Mysterio. I was like, why? You eliminate Rey Mysterio. Um... And then uh, we have a super chat from Oliver via Roel. Thank you so much to Oliver. Oliver says, 
Men's Rumble would have been a little better if Edge won as a surprise entrance instead of them announcing him. But whatever, WWE is going to WWE. Keep up the great work, Denise. Yeah, like I said at the top of this, I didn't think that knowing the first and second entrant was going to bother me until it did today. And I was kind of like a little bit like out of it. I do think that having him coming out as number one, I don't know if maybe it would have given it away, though. Do you think that him coming out as number one would have given it away, especially because he was one of the top options of people that might be winning? I mean, aside from Daniel Bryan, he was the one that I saw a lot of people saying Edge might win. So maybe if the pre-announcement might have thrown people for a loop. I don't know, actually. I don't know. But yeah, thank you so much to Oliver for sending in uh, this super chat. And then, all right, so let's get into, oh, I do want to talk about Rey Mysterio also coming out with a sponsorship from Victoria Beer, I think. That was pretty good. Rey Mysterio getting that brand ambassador money. I love it. Uh, we had Seamus coming out at number 27. Uh, 28 was Cesaro. 29 was Seth Rollins. Number 30 was Braun Strowman. Guys, when Braun Strowman came out at number 30, I forgot. So, like, after Seth Rollins came out, I was like, who's going to be number 30? And I was thinking of all these cool people that I thought were going to be number 30. And then Braun Strowman came out and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Braun Strowman. Even though I just saw him like this past week, I forgot about Braun Strowman. But he came out. I, I didn't want Braun Strowman to win. I, I kind of was scared that he was going to be the winner. But um, he ended up not winning. Chris Bias, Chris Blast, excuse me, Chris Blast sends in a super chat. He says, where was Lee Edge? And he says that Edge and Christian made him tear. You're right. You're right. We didn't get Lee. Why did my brain go there? You're right. No, Keith Lee. Where's my brain? All right. And then Edge and Christian's moment definitely made me tear as well. Wow, honestly, for a second, I completely forgot. Damn. All right. Um, okay. Final four men in the men's rumble. Braun, Christian, Seth, Edge. At this point, at this point, I wanted, uh, I figured it would either, once it was Braun, Christian, Seth, and Edge, I was like, all right, it's got to be Edge at this point. I didn't want to see Braun win. I knew Christian wasn't going to win just because, you know, we knew what he was there for, just to be like a nostalgic spot. Seth Rollins, I didn't really care to see him win either because he's already at a certain level where I didn't think he needed it. But then Edge also didn't need it. I think Edge was more of like a feel-good story. Like he just came back last year, had a memorable moment, was one of the top moments of 2020 period. So that's why I think I was more okay with Edge actually winning. And so in the and Seth Rollins eliminated Braun Strowman and Christian and then Edge eliminated oh excuse me guys I forgot to add Randy Orton <laughs> all right so hold on so hold on guys all right so Frankie Aponte says Denise's brain is on vacation it is because at this moment we forgot that Randy Orton was still there so final four final four actually include Include Randy Orton in on that. So Rollins eliminates Braun Strowman and Christian. Edge then eliminates uh, Seth. And then after Edge eliminates Seth, Randy Orton comes from behind and gives Edge the RKO. But then uh, Edge, uh, but then Edge ends up eliminating Randy Orton. And there you go. Edge ends up being the winner. God, guys. So, like, at that moment, I forgot to write down Randy Orton on my notes, but obviously he was in there. 
All right, guys. So that was the Royal Rumble. So give me a second, guys, because I have to give some shout outs here. By the way, go ahead and send in any of your last and final um, comments that you want to share. Any last minute super chats, go ahead and send them in and I'm going to go ahead and read them out now. And then also I need to announce the winners of my Royal Rumble pool. Here we go, guys. So the women's Royal Rumble pool, uh, the winner for that. So the number three entrant, which was Bianca Belair, who ended up winning the Royal Rumble, uh, the number three person in the Women's Rumble was Paul Ferfecki. So congratulations to Paul Ferfecki, Paul Ferfecki, who is at PJ underscore Ferfecki. He was the winner for the Women's Rumble. He landed number three and ended up being Bianca Belair, and she ended up winning. So Paul is going to get a $15 Amazon gift card from yours truly, Denise Salcedo. Um, Paul, if you're watching the stream, I will be going ahead and emailing you. So keep an eye out for that email and you will be getting your Amazon gift card. And then over for the men's Royal Rumble, the winner was uh the winner was Edge and Edge came out as number 1. So the number 1 person that got number 1 in the men's Rumble was Ella Jackson. Ella Jackson, congratulations. She won for the Men's Royal Rumble pool. So Ella Jackson will also be getting a $15 Amazon gift card at its Ella J. So congratulations to Ella and to Paul for winning this. So congrats, guys. That was my first ever virtual Royal Rumble pool. And I'm hoping to do it in the future years because it was a hell of a lot of fun. Okay, guys. We have another super chat. Thank you so much to Brian Panthera, who says, love you, Denise. Brian, love you too. Thank you so much for sending in the super chat. I really appreciate it. I think this stream was the most super chats I ever got. So thank you guys so much. Uh, As you guys know, YouTube is a hard way to make a living, but it really helps me out when you guys send in a super chat. Or even if you didn't send in a super chat and you clicked on this video, you have no idea how thankful I am for you and how much it means to me that you came on here to watch my podcast, especially when there are so many other options out there. So I really hope that you enjoyed yourself over this last hour listening to my thoughts on the Royal Rumble. So thank you guys so much for watching. Please do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You're on here already. Go ahead and subscribe. I will be posting my reaction to Bianca Belair winning in a couple of hours on this channel. You will see it on here. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Love you all. Do not forget to give this video a like and comment in the comment section. Hold on. We got another super chat. Matthew Makowski says, add on. Your mouth sounds dry. Get some water, Denise. Bye, Denise. Thank you all for the stream. I was. I literally am thirsty as hell right now, guys. So do not mind me that my throat sounds really dry. But thank you guys so much. Love you all. Do not forget to give this video a like subscribe, tweet me, and comment on this video because the more comments we get, the more the algorithm will promote this video to new people. So thank you guys so much. Have a great night and enjoy the rest of your Royal Rumble night. Bye, everyone. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.